In the realm of banking security, there are new threats, new strategies, and new solutions. Here to talk about that today is Jim Anderson, president of the Americas region with BAE Systems Applied Intelligence. Hi, this is Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group, and I'm pleased to be talking about this topic today with Jim Anderson. Jim, thanks so much for joining me. Thanks, Tom. I'm glad to be here. Jim, let's back up and talk about the threat landscape a bit. In your site, how have the threats to banking consumers changed over, say, the past 18 months? Well, Tom, I think there are really three main trends that are affecting the threats that banking consumers know, are facing sort of over the past 18 months. Uh, first, you know, we all know today that consumers have many ways to interact with their bank, right? There's cloud, there's mobile apps, and what that has led to is obviously a convenience for the customers, but it's also added a little risk with regards to the, the information being shared via those many channels. And so the first thing I've observed is that the number of mobile Trojans have really increased over the past year. So in essence, hey, it's just become a more risky environment for people using the mobile devices out there, and bad actors are trying to take advantage of that. The second thing that's an interesting trend out there is that the criminals have developed a lot more sophisticated techniques out there, and they're involving these techniques to do things like steal money from e-wallets and those types of things. So there is an increasing financial risk that we face as consumers when we try to do transactions that way, and once again, something you just need to be aware of. And the third thing that I think is interesting is just the commoditization in general of, I would say, the cybercrime market, right? You can go out in the cybercrime market today and get kits. What that's done is lowered the barrier to entry with regards to bad actors out there. So once again, it's leading to a much more riskier environment out there where people just have to be aware of what's happening and on the lookout for something that might go wrong. Jim, do you find that these changes mean that the techniques that banks have used historically are now less effective? No, I, I wouldn't say that they're less effective. I would say that these techniques really just need to evolve just like the techniques criminals are using to take advantage of the environment have evolved, right? A lot of companies today have signature-based techniques, authentication techniques, and transactional monitoring techniques, right? Those are sort of how I look at the categories out there. And I think what has to happen here is with each of those areas, They have to evolve to take advantage and deal with an increasing threat. For example, signature-based techniques need to be more involved with threat intelligence, so they're more effective. Likewise, authentication techniques in today's environment has to look not just externally but internally, right, and make sure we're validating on both sides of the house. And with transaction monitoring, we have to take advantage of more analytics and big data out there so once again we can get some behavioral analytics so we can look at the anomalies associated with our environment and then make sure that we act on them. So I wouldn't just say, hey, they're less effective. I would say, listen, they need to evolve just like the techniques criminals are using evolve, and there are ways that companies can do that so they can be more effective. Jim, let's talk about some of those techniques. What are some of the specific instances you see where digital criminals are, what they're using to exploit the weaknesses in the existing security defenses? Well, like I said, I just think it's evolving over time, right? So an example might be, you know, social engineering that they're using for advising techniques, right? In the past, you know, switching emails were, were pretty basic, right? Now using social engineering, they make them look a lot more legitimate, so they're able to get information from the customers by making the email seem like it's coming from a legitimate source and act on it, right? So think social engineering are some of the things that have evolved over time. 
I also look at the fact that malware is not simply delivered by email anymore, right? So in the past, right, it was delivered by email. You kind of knew where it's coming from. Now you have web-based exploit. You have water and hole attacks. And so there are many different ways that bad actors can deliver malware to the environment out there. And this is something that, you know, once again, we need to be on the lookout for. The other interesting thing I've found is that there are reports that bad actors are using multiple attack vectors to really address or try to infiltrate particular targets, right? So people combining uh, denial of service attacks with cyber kits to try to get information uh, and do some identity theft type of thing. So once again, we have to look at a broader perspective with regards to the, the many vectors that we're now being attacked at. And last but not least, I mentioned this a little bit before, that nowadays, because the barrier is lower, people can go out and purchase malware, build on top of that malware, all right, and go out there. So whatever works in the environment, someone can go in today's commercial market, buy it, add to it, and try to create new techniques to really try to infiltrate an environment and do either identity theft or steal some cash or those types of things. So I think, once again, it's all about evolution of our defensive techniques and our proactive techniques to monitor what's going on in the environment. Well, it's a daunting threat landscape. In terms of defense, what are some of the things that banking institutions can be doing to shore up their security gaps? I think it begins with a couple things. First of all, we talked about signature-based type of defenses. I think the key to them moving forward is threat intelligence. Uh, The more you know about your adversary, the better. So I think one of the things that all banks should take a look at, whether you're big or small, is how are you going to integrate threat intelligence, knowledge about the bad guys, into whatever your defense system is right now so that you can act on it and be more effective. So that was the first thing I would talk about. The other that, you know, I believe shows a lot of promise is analytics, right? How can you take the analytics associated with the data? People should look at network forensics at both the network and endpoints and then try to look for some behavior aspects or anomalies associated with that. I think that's a promising technology out there. In general, what you see is the analytics associated with this type of business are improving, so you have less false positives, and I think people need to take advantage of that. The third area that I know even ourselves we've looked at is the concept of web virtualization, where once again you try to separate out some of the the aspects and threats associated with the bad actors and, in essence, remove their ability to do command and control type of things, right? Once again, we talk about if you assume that the actor or bad actor is going to get into the environment, what we really want to do is limit what they take out, right? And things like web virtualization can help prevent establishing some uh, command and control environments and actually taking data out of the environment without the customer knowing. Jim, talk to me a little bit about these security techniques. How have they been used in other applications and how well have they worked there? Well, I think what you see is they have been used in other applications in uh, good areas like fraud. What you see is a combination of fraud and cyber uh, crimes coming together. And so today, you know, with regards to uh, fraud, we do things like social network analytics, right? So we take a look at the behavior analytics associated with the environment or the social network analytics associated with the environment, and we try to look for anomalies out in the environment. Also, uh, I talked about web virtualization. Well, you see a lot of virtualization happening across many technologies today, but a good example is VDI environments, where once again, they've created a virtual environment to try to make their environment more efficient out there. We see the same things. There are several companies that create this web virtualization environment. So once again, you're interacting with a virtual 
browser, uh, just a paraphrase there. And so you're limiting uh, the ability for someone to do damage in your environment, uh, even if they do get in type of thing. So I do see that the, the techniques are being used, and uh, it's good that with the combination of fraud and cyber that we're bringing the best of both worlds together to try to uh, really manage the risk associated with data in our environment. Jim, let's look ahead a bit. One of my law enforcement friends always tells me that every time we build a 20-foot wall, the criminals build a 21-foot ladder. So we have to look ahead at the, the prospect of digital criminals defeating the next generation of solutions. So how should we expect them to react to the latest security techniques we have in place? There is no silver bullet, right? So I believe that uh, the criminals will evolve as well as the technologies uh, that we use to, to protect our assets will evolve, right? So I think this is a journey uh, that we're on in which we must continually assess the environment, look for the latest techniques out there. That's why intelligence is very important, right? What are the bad actors doing? You know, let's make sure we're, we're educated on, on that side of the house. What are the anomalies we should be looking for in our environment? How can we collect data? network forensics, endpoint forensics, and those types of things, and really try to stay ahead of the criminals and what they're trying to do on a proactive basis. So I think, you know, this is something that's going to be going on for a while. Uh, we can all agree on that. But we just have to balance the risk associated with the environment, partner on the business side, and encourage all the banks to partner on the business side with the IT side, and say, what are the trade-offs and what are the priorities of the assets we want to protect, and make sure that we put our energies into a that because, once again, um, we, we don't want to create um, an overall experience that's bad for our customers either, right? So we got to balance all these challenges out there. Well, Jim, very well said. I appreciate your time and your insight today. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. I appreciate your time also. The topic has been banking security, looking at new threats and new solutions. I've been speaking with Jim Anderson, president of the Americas region for BAE Systems Applied Intelligence. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.